welcome to the Destination Begin podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Smith. I've lost over 250 pounds. I've started my life over multiple times and managed to find humor, lessons, and joy in the process. And now I'm here sharing those stories with you. Thanks for joining me. Hi, hi. Welcome to my 45th birthday episode of the podcast. It is my 45th birthday today. It's Sunday, June 18th. It's Father's Day. I was born on Father's Day, so every, I don't know, every so often, my birthday falls on Father's Day, so it's exciting. I I don't live near my dad anymore, so I can't just get to go to the Father's Day get-togethers, but I did just see him recently, which was nice, and then I will indeed give him a telephone call. So happy Father's Day if you have a father. <laughs> or you are a father. Um, Roy is Gus's father, so we'll be celebrating. Um, I had a wonderful birthday so far. I I have wonderful days every day. I really do. I sound like a broken record, but I love my life. I'm obsessed with everything I do. I, I'm just one of the happiest humans you'll ever meet. I really am. Joy, happy, positive. I love my life. So my birthday is just extra special because it's just, it's extra special because it's my birthday, but it's typically full of things that I already have going every day. And this year is just like icing on top of the cake, but, um, boot camp today as usual. And it was raining this morning. So super annoyed about that. <laughs> super annoyed about that. Um, so I didn't want to go. And we, it's Sunday, so we do circuits. We bring all kinds of gear out there. We bring battle ropes, kettlebells, slam balls, agility ladders. And when it rains, it gets so heavy and wet and so hard to clean up and bring back. And so I was just crabby to have to go to the beach. And the rain, and it's always like the weather app will say 70% chance of rain, but then you'll look outside, it'll be sunny. And you just never really know. It's a tough call to make. And so for a while, we were canceling it a lot until we realized, you know what, we just kind of have to have class. And then, because it sometimes just clears up. So anyway, we were out walking outside with this giant wagon with 400 pounds of gear, heading out to the beach path, and it started raining. And I said to Roy, I'm like, let's cancel and let's all go to breakfast. He said, no, let's go, which was, of course, the right decision. But also... He had Danny waiting on the lifeguard tower filming because Danny had brought out big balloons in the shape of four and five or 45 and balloon, uh, other balloons in the boot camp space. So when we rolled up, there was balloons there for me, which made me so happy because I love flowers. I love all those things. Of course, I'm a girl, but balloons are my balloons are my joy, like my favorite thing. So it was so, so sweet of my dear, sweet Roy and our dear friend Danny to do that for me. So rolled up to the beach. And then even though it was raining, lots of boot campers came out anyway. And uh, on my birthday, I have to do as many burpees as I am years old. So 45 birthday burpees. Everybody did them with me. I was regretting having to do it because it was hard. I (laughs) didn't want to do it. But we did it. We had a great workout. Um, last night we also went out with the boot campers and Sarah got me a balloon to wear on my body all night. And then I was going to wear it on my body all during coaching, but it was raining. It was annoying to wear. So I didn't wear the balloon around my body all day, but it was just so fun. They all sang happy birthday to me. 
Um, and I just, I just basked in the love and joy. My, my, my moments on that beach with those people, I say it on this podcast all the time, but there's just nothing to describe it. It's just the most joyful thing in my life. These people, they hear me say it, but I don't really think they understand what each of them means to me. I look at their faces. I see their effort. I see their smiles. I see them interacting. They've made friends. They spend time together outside of boot camp. Connections have been formed on that space and it brings me so much joy. So it was wonderful. And then I had to rush to the Carillon to work and uh, it was kind of nice because I teach three classes on Sunday and nobody came to the first two classes. So I got to chill. I started to record this podcast, but I listened back to it and it was an echoey room I was in. And so it's garbage. So I have to start over. And then, um, then I taught Rockwall and I did an episode one day where I was talking about how teaching the kids in Rockwall changed me a little bit. And I used to say I hated kids, but I really learned that I love kids through Rockwall because I get a chance to inspire and motivate and teach them and see them get excited and proud of themselves. I get to speak life and tell them they're tenacious and they're strong and it's become a class I love to teach. Well, today I didn't love it so much because there was this woman there with her two kids and her little girl, I don't know how old she was. She was If you look up the word brat in a dictionary, this kid would be next to it. I I didn't realize that first, but I got her in her little harness, put on her helmet, and she immediately started saying her helmet was too tight. So I'm very careful with this because if the the harnesses are tight, they're uncomfortably tight. Once they're on the wall, they don't notice. So, but, But I want them to hurt. So I say, though, this is going to be a little uncomfortable. Now, if it hurts, let me know because we can fix it. It won't hurt. But she was, oh, my, my helmet hurts. My helmet hurts. So I quickly take it off. I adjusted everything, got it back on. She wanted to put the strap in her mouth. And I was like, you can't have the strap in your mouth, honey. A, it's dirty. And B, it's not going to stay on your head. So I put it under her chin. I strapped it. She immediately pulled it, put it in her mouth, and looked me in the eye. Like, it was in the eye defiance. And so I looked at her parents. They didn't care. Her dad was there for a little while. I'm like, well, whatever. Fine. Like, I'm not going to fight you, kid. So I put her in the harness. She starts climbing and she wants a boost, So, which is normal. So I boost her up. I'm like, all right, hang on with your hands. Step with your feet. It's like a ladder, okay? So the wall is like a ladder, left, right, left, right. She goes, it's not a ladder. It's a wall. I said, well, yes, but you got to hang on to the wall. Stay close to the wall like you're climbing a ladder. So she immediately let go because she wanted to float down. So they're harnessed in, and when they let go, they float down gently, and it's fun. So this kid wanted to just have me shove her up the wall a little ways and then float down like I'm a playground. No, no, no. I don't have any interest in this, especially a defiant, bratty kid. And I was like, all right, this kid is going to test me. But I smiled, and I entertained her, and I then I got the other kids on there. Well, other kids came, so I had to take her off and said, okay, you have five minutes um, your turn till your next turn. So unharnessed her and the ground is kind of squishy, but it's dangerous for the kids to be on that part while other kids are climbing. Cause if they let go and they float down and they go crazy and like, ah, they could kick you in the face. So I said, all right, sweet. I need you to come over here onto the hard ground by your mom that stay off of the squishy part. She looked me in the eye and walked directly into the squishy part.
Like, 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 like everything I said, she was just going to do. And look at me. And I said, I need you to go over and sit by your mom. So her mom's like, come over here. Don't you want sushi? If you don't obey, you're not having sushi. I'm like, what? Why are we bribing this kid with sushi to listen to me? I'm in charge. So I just gently grabbed her shoulder and guided her back. And she giggled like, oh, it's a fun game. <laughs> no, you picked the wrong person. It's my birthday. Anyway, so every few seconds, she's on the squishy part. And I kept, you have to stand up. Then she went over and sat on the exercise equipment. There's exercise equipment nearby. And we are told strictly, we're yelled at all the time. Do not let kids sit on that stuff. So she's over there on the rower. She's scooching back and forth. She's going to like totally crush her fingers. So I said, oh, honey, I need you to not sit on this. This isn't for kids. I can't have you sit on this. I need you to sit over by your mom. And she said, I sat on here last time. I said, well, that might be true, but you're not sitting there today. It's against the rules and you could get hurt. Well, I sat on it last time, so I'm going to sit on it now. I said, you most definitely are not sitting there. I look over at her mom. She's on her phone. So I, again, just kind of like guided her shoulder and she smirks at me and just goes and stands in the squishy part. I'm like, what, what the actual hell is this kid doing? Anyway, this continued on throughout the class. And I just was very patient. I just kept on gently pushing her back to the, the solid ground. Well, then they get all done finally after all of these rounds of her on the wall and floating down and I'm taking her harness off. And she's like, I don't want to leave. I said, well, class was over 10 minutes ago. We really have to be done. I, you know, I'm so glad you came to climb with me. I love your shoes. She had cute shoes. She looked me in the eye. She kicked her shoes off across the floor. What? I just paid you a freaking compliment, kid. What is going on? Just look at me in the face. As I was done, I just, I took her a little hell out, walked away. I would be like, listen, little thing, miss thing. So I love children. I did not like this child. I do not like this child. That child is going to cause a lot of problems for her parents because there was zero parenting happening here. And she's a defiant little, little brat. <sighs> I'm still all like incensed, but whatever. I shook it off and then I spent the next couple of hours of my birthday. I got to sit at the bar at where I work. Roy is the bartender there and it's the outdoor bar. And it serves the beach and the pool and it's been raining all weekend. So it was raining off and on. So it was pretty quiet. So I went and got lunch for him and me and sat and had lunch. And because I was wearing my Britney Spears shirt on my birthday, he put on all Britney Spears music and the beach servers were dancing to Britney Spears. And it was amazing. It was this two hours I sat there and hung out with Roy and it was so much fun. Anyway, so that's what I did for my birthday. Then I came home, cleaned up all the sandy, everything. And I found this really great barbell workout to do. And so I did that for my 45th birthday. And now... I'm talking to you guys. So that's been my birthday. Bratty kids, the beach, uh, burp. It was, there's a theme here. Brats, burpees, beach, <laughs> barbells, <laughs> and now a uh, podcast. So um, that is, that is the recap. So I'm excited to be 45. So last year on my 44th birthday, I did a little um, podcast with 44, uh, 44 things. Uh, mantras, tips, tricks, all those things. I couldn't think of 45 things this year. So what I am going to talk about today um, is what I want for my 45th year. And this um, was inspired yesterday. I went on my long walk for the day and it was raining again. It, it was dry. 
Um, I thought I'd beat the storm, but I got caught in the middle of the thunderstorm. It just fell down while I was walking. So I took cover for a little while, and then I'm like, what am I doing? I'm already soaking wet. So I just got back in the rain, and I walked. I was At that point, I was about five miles from home, so like, what do you do? You just got to walk home. I did a nice like 13-mile walk. I didn't intend to walk that long, but um, I was in the zone. I was listening to Joe Dispenza. I was having a great day with myself, and the water collected so fast on the beach path. I had water up to my shins in some places. So it was completely drenched and then it just became fun. It wasn't cold. So it was just like being a kid in the rain. And so when I got back to near my house, I thought, I'm going to go out to the beach and go to the ocean go to the, while I'm soaking wet. So I did. I turned my music off. I turned everything off and tucked everything in my pockets and went out there and just raised my arm to the sky and let the rain hit my face. And I just worshipped. I worshipped my creator. I basked in the moment and being alive and I just just kind of proverbially metaphorically let the rain wash away 44 years of my life and I just thought okay I want a clean slate it's a whole new year what do I want and I just felt my heart saying I want more I want more of and then these things just these images just came to my mind of what I want more of in this coming year and so I have a list of what I want more of in my 45th year. And maybe some of these are things are things that you want more of as well. The first thing that came to my vision in my brain was an image of Nadina. Nadina is a boot camper who joined last May. And since then, she has lost, I believe it's 60 pounds. And she came last May and she had said that she'd gone for a walk and she was super out of breath, even though it was a very short walk and she realized something needed to change. So they found boot camp, and she and her husband, Caesar, they come almost every single day, either both of them or one of them. And over the last 13 months, I have watched Nadina shrink and I've watched her and her husband work out together. I've watched her get faster, stronger, more confident. And it's been so fun to see. And she posts on her Instagram and Facebook pictures of her and Caesar at the beach. And I run into them sometimes on the path, getting their walks in. Um, she's active in my Facebook group, posting about her goals and her walks and her protein. There's pictures of her and her family. She's got two kids, two beautiful kids. Um, and then these beautiful pictures now of her in these like new outfits and dresses and you can just see the confidence on her face. You can see the life and the light in her eyes and the pride in her accomplishment. And I, every time I see it, I just, it hits my heart. It makes me so emotional because I'm so proud of her. And I feel like I had, I have a part in this joy. My soul helped curate an experience that has given this woman joy and that she, her life is every day easier to live, more full of life and living and action verb movement and joy. And I'm like, I want more Nadina. I want more of Nadina's face looking like that. I want more Nadita's. I want more people just like that in my world that I can, my heart and my soul and what I do can help curate that for others. I want more. I want more of that this year. And then I remembered what it felt like when I hugged my brother goodbye in Minnesota. 
And because I hugged him and he hugged me back tight. I want more of that. That was possible because my family has pushed through and worked through old hurts, old misunderstandings, old ways of doing things, old patterns, old behaviors, old grudges, old ideas. We've pushed through and worked through and continue to strive to be better to each other, to have new experiences together, to be more there for each other, to bond, to grow. And my brother's love for me and my love for my brother has grown. I was telling Roy, um, when we were kids, um, and teen- when I was a teenager, my sister, you know, eloped and she was gone. So it was just me. And then my brother still lived at home, even though he was older and he was working. And whenever I'd see my brother, my heart, you know, it's like big brother thing. Like it was like the movie Elf when Elf was following his new brother, Michael down the street after school and Michael wanted nothing to do with him. He was like, Hey, why is your coat so big? Hey, good news. I saw a dog. And like, just talking to him, talking to him, trying to get his attention. And that's how I felt around my big brother. Like, hi, hi, how are you? And he'd just look at me and be like, what? You're writing a book? Or stop looking at me. He was so shut down. He was so cold. He was so emotionally unavailable because he was broken. He was hurt and he was broken. And I just, I just wanted my brother's attention. I want him to like me. And it's just, you know, that was the dynamic. And so, you know, and then through adulthood, he was there for me in my darkest moments. He was there for me, helping me move out of my first husband's house, my second husband's house. (laughs) He's like, please stop having me help you move out of men's houses. Um, Always there for me. But as far as emotional connection, that hasn't happened until the last few years of just, I don't know, persisting and getting closer and being willing to have conversations and open up. He's been willing to open up his heart more to me as a sister. And I'm just so grateful for it. And so I want more of that. I want to get more and more comfortable sharing emotion with my brother. It's, you know, the patterns that are built in a family, they can persist until you die, but they don't have to. Just because you get out of the bed on the left side every day for 35 years doesn't mean that you can't start to get out of the bed on the right side. We can change the patterns. Yeah, they're deep grooves and it can be really, it will be really uncomfortable, but we can change those things. And my family is proving that. And I'm proving that in my life. And I want more of that. I want to continue to show up and persist when it's uncomfortable, when it's unnatural, when it's not the thing I've always done, because I want more of that connection. I want more of that love flowing. I want to know at the end of my life that I did everything I could to repair broken bridges, to build steps where there are chasms, and that I was willing to have my heart opened and laid bare and be more vulnerable so that I can have more love between me and my family. And so I want more of that. I want way more of that. (laughs) I want more also, this didn't come to me at the water. I want more conflict with Roy. (laughs) I mean, not really, but this last year, a year ago, he and I, we were dating, but we were not as close as we are now. Uh, Now we're engaged. Um, It it was in the summertime last year that we broke up for a little while, but, um, you know, I tell the story, I broke up with him and he stayed 
in my life. He was willing to be friend zoned. His ego could take it long enough for me to figure out what my walls were. Long enough, it took the pressure off of the relationship so that I could see him and fall in love with him without the pressure of relationship labels is really what happened. I didn't know I needed that. He didn't really know I needed that, but he was steady and sure and loyal to me while I figured that out. And that was a year ago. Um, And since then, in this last year, we fell madly in love and he proposed to me and we get to get married next year. And I'm so excited. And one thing that has, has been interesting is we, we have conflict. And in a lot of my past relationships, I did not have conflict. Um, not because there shouldn't be, but because I was never willing to go there. I was never willing to start a conflict because, um, nothing was ever really worth fighting for in my previous relationships and in hindsight. And that's a big statement and I'm, you know, that's kind of broad, but ultimately in my last few relationships, I found myself just in, in dynamics where there wasn't conflict and everything was kind of glossed over and there was no rocking the boat. And in this relationship, we don't have a lot of conflict, but when we have conflict, it, it both of us are, both of us are learning how to be better in conflict, but this relationship is so important to both of us and our dynamic is so strong that we're both willing to to stand up for ourselves and say, no, I don't like this. I don't like the way you're showing up or I don't, whatever it is. And then we're willing to fight about it in a healthy way. But um, I'm so grateful to have a partner who is who will stand up to me and my BS when I am being inappropriate, who will stand up for his own needs and his own feelings, and who will tell me when I am 100% out of line. Because I need that. I want to be a good partner, and I, I need a partner who uh, shines a light on my blind spots when it's appropriate, of course. And, um, you know, we've had, we had a couple of weeks where we were really tired and we were both not our best selves, and we had extra conflict and we both just felt bad about it. But I said, I would rather have conflict with you every single day than no conflict with anyone else, period. He sees so much of my flaws. He sees, it's like laid bare, it's, it's vulnerable. But knowing he sees that and knowing he loves me and still wants me is the most beautiful thing. And I've never embraced conflict in a relationship, but it's never really been healthy conflict. And I'm just, I'm so grateful for that. And so I want more. I want more healthy conflict. I want more digging into who I am in this dynamic. And I, I want to learn more about me and him in the process. And that didn't come to me at the ocean in a state of joy. That's just, that just is. <laughs> I mean, nobody loves conflict. I don't want to fight with anybody. Um, Roy and I both, we are good at talking about our conflict. And it's funny because he'll say like, God, I would hate fighting with me. I am the worst. I'm like, yeah. You're like, it's really sucky to fight with you. And I'm a nightmare to fight with. I wouldn't want to fight with me either. <laughs> so it's good. It's good, healthy conflict. I also want more barbell workouts. <laughs> I've spent the last few years lifting intentionally and lifting programs and, you know, leg day, back day, buys and tries, chest days, you know, working for the bodybuilding shows. And then I really have fallen in love with lifting. But lately, I have been so uninspired with my lifts. 
And last week, so this is very recent, I saw an Instagram post of a barbell complex workout, 100 reps. I'm like, that looks fun. I haven't played with the barbell since CrossFit. So my friend Danny came over and we did it during the day in the gym and it was so much fun. I mean, I my form is gone to pot. I have so much work to do on techniques. I just haven't thrown a barbell around in a long time, but it was so fun. I'm like, you know what? While lifting is still going to be a big part of my life, I will always be a lifter. We have to get time under tension and strength train. Putting some of these fun workouts into my life, I'm doing that. In fact, that's what I did today. I found another, this woman, I forget her name, but she had a 400 rep barbell complex and it was so tough. And I thought if I add, if I use a 45 pound bar because I'm 45 and then I add 50 reps of something else, that's 450 reps using a 45 pound bar on my 45th birthday. And I'm going to do it in under 45 minutes. So I did, I did that thing and it was so much fun. So I'm like, I want more fun, functional exercise. I preach it. I believe in it. It's been a big part of my life since I found group fitness when I first started getting fit. That if it's not fun, don't do it. And while I can't just never lift again because lifting is so important, I am excited to shift away from something that's not inspiring me and not do it as often and start doing fun, functional workouts again. So I encourage you, if you are uninspired with what you are doing, find something that lights you up. I never thought I would love and be excited about barbell workouts ever again, but here I am. And so I'm going to run with it because the most important thing is to keep moving my body and to keep doing it in a way like that workout I did, it was super hard, but I was so focused on getting the reps in and getting the rounds in. And I was trying to beat my time each round. I didn't notice that I spent 45 minutes. I was soaked like I had been in the shower. That's how sweaty I was. I haven't been that exhausted from a workout in a really long time. So I really needed to do that workout. It was so fun. So I want more fun, functional workouts in my life because if it doesn't light me up, I don't want to do it. I mean, except the things that we just have to do. I want more real food in my life as well. I have been shifting more and more and more away from fake food as in chemicals. And I'm not 100% there, but another thing bodybuilding brought to me was a lot of trying to fill my body with lots of volume, but low calorie. So that meant lots of protein shakes, lots of zero calorie things and sugar-free jello and all that stuff. And while I've ditched the sugar-free jello, um, I have I was doing a ton of protein powders. Um, and so I, I think I've had protein powder twice this month. So really shifting away from protein powders. Not that they're bad because it's a great supplement for your high protein diet, but I want to eat more real food. I want to eat more real protein, real actual food. I feel so much better when I eat more real food. So more real food in my life. And I've already implemented that and I have more energy. I don't get as sleepy after I eat. I don't get as gassy and bloated. Whey protein really bloats me. Um, Although I did just order a protein powder called Active Stacks that it is a beef protein powder. Whey protein is typically processed, super duper processed with lots of ingredients and a whey protein powder. So that's why I'm saying like, that's not real food. Um, again, I'm not totally against protein powder, but I don't need to be having two to three servings a day. That's what I was doing at the max. And one serving for sure a day, like almost all the time. Now I'm down to like maybe twice, maybe twice a month. Um, but anyway, this active stacks, it's basically, it's beef protein powder 
And I have no idea how that's going to taste, but it's chocolate flavored. So still not ideal, but instead of the whey protein, I'm moving away. So I will let you know if it's good. So more real, real food. Also, I want more walking. I have picked up walking. I talked about this last week. Walking has changed my um, my relationship with myself because I take that me time that is really important. It's given me time to do more intentional learning because I'm listening to Joe Dispenza on my walks and other uh, things that I need to be listening to and learning and um, audibles. And it has slimmed down my legs because I carry fat in my legs, number one, and my legs, just they just carry fat, especially because... I had skin removal surgery and they, they can do certain amounts of like really great work, but at the incision line, you just naturally, um, hold a little bit of fat there. And over time it starts to look dumb. It starts to look terrible and it's the price you pay. Instead of having these giant hanging, sagging bags of skin in my thighs, I just have a line of a little bit of unattractive fat there. It's not the end of the world. But walking has significantly changed that. And so that's the aesthetic um, value. But in general, more walking. It's just proving to be stress relieving, anxiety relieving, um, a time to learn. And it's one of the most healthy things that we can do for our cardiovascular system and overall our entire bodies. And I'm just loving it more and more and more. So more walking, more hydration, I have a challenge going on in my Facebook group right now, 90 ounces of water every single day this week. I had let my hydration kind of slack, but um, this summer it's really hot. And so I determined to get back to hydrating really, really adequately. And I've been using electrolytes. Um, There's a lot of research out there about electrolytes because there's a lot more hydration companies making hydration products. So, you know, of course it goes hand in hand. But um, there are some really great products because of it, and there's a lot of great information. So having, um, having coffee when you first wake up is not a great idea because when you wake up, you're dehydrated, and then you drink coffee, which is a dehydrating diuretic, and I love my coffee. So I always have a rule that I drink water before coffee, but just like maybe 8 to 16 ounces. Well, there's research that shows that if you have up to 32 ounces of water with electrolytes in the morning, it gives you more energy than coffee. It wakes you up more, makes you more focused, and of course, no caffeine. So I started doing that most days, and it is true for me. I feel so much more energized than when I have coffee. I feel I feel light. I feel refreshed, and I feel ready to go. It's like having an energy drink, even though it's just electrolytes. I really love the brand Cure, my friend and client here in the building, she's uh, one of the VPs for this company. And it's a coconut water-based, like dehydrated coconut water. And then just the oldest, most most reliable scientific formula of hydration salts that you can get. And they're flavored and they're delicious. And so I'm loving having a cure with my water in the morning. And then after workouts, I feel better all day. I have more energy. I don't get as tired. It is like, it's it's shocking to me. It's shocking to me. And I'm also just drinking less coffee because I'm drinking this instead. So cannot recommend it more highly. So I definitely want more hydration in my 45th year too. I also want more positivity for my body. I'm highlighting these things a little bit more in this podcast because a lot of you are here because of health, wellness, weight loss, fitness. So I started a mantra. I decided that I was done dieting. So after bodybuilding, gained a little bit of weight 
um, just fluctuating, getting used to trying, getting, trying to get used to eating normally again and just still kind of chasing, like not feeling good in my skin. I gained a lot of weight over the holidays and over the fall, just letting myself eat. And, um, but I wasn't comfortable in my skin. I'm comfortable like in the one sixties. So I decided to kind of do a final cut down before summer and then be done dieting. And so during that period of time, I figured out this, um, this really big key for me about fueling versus eating. And I feel like I finally have my arms around my eating habits permanently. I wait until I'm hungry and then I eat. And then I'm done eating until I'm hungry again. I'm still tracking my protein and my calories, but I'm eating so much less frequently and I'm eating higher quality food and my body has just sighed in happiness. And I got under the 170 mark and I feel good. My clothes fit. I have a little extra fat. It comes and goes depending on my carb intake as far as the bloat and all of that. But I feel good in my skin. And I started to say in the mirror, you look damn good. Instead of, I still need to lose a little bit here. I need to lose a little bit there. I just decided I'm done. I've reached my goal weight. I'm done dieting. I am going to fuel my body, listen to my hunger the rest of the way out. I'm going to move my body with intention. I'm going to lift heavy weights. I'm going to focus on protein. I'm going to fuel my body. That's it. The end. So more saying that in the mirror, you look good. More believing, you look good. I look good, not just for 45. I look good for a human being. I've invested in my body. I have lost excess weight. I'm at a healthy weight. I'm at a healthy body fat level. No, I'm not bodybuilder stage ready. That's okay. <laughs> Finally, that's okay with me. I'm, I'm just fine. Like, I'm just fine. And I'm proud of the work that I've done. I have great muscles. I have worked really hard. I'm proud of my body. There's no reason for me to look in the mirror and say anything else ever again. I've been so mean to my body. I've been so hard on my body. I've been so hard on myself. And that has led to just having a hard time settling into a good routine with my eating, settling into a healthy relationship with food. It's, it's led to binging. It's led to restriction. It's led to all these things after bodybuilding. And finally, I look damn good and I'm done dieting. I want more of that. I want more cementing of that idea to chase the workout that's fun, like this barbell workout I did today, to chase the meal that's going to really feed my body. Today on my birthday, I wanted eggs on toast. So I had really amazing, like bright orange yolk, um, these blue heritage hen eggs on toast. It was amazing. I was hungry. I ate it. Now I'm full. And when I'm hungry again, I'm going to choose some really healthy protein. And I'm super excited to eat the next time I'm hungry, the end. No junk, no sugar. I look good in my body. I want more of that. I'm so excited about living that way. I encourage you to try three days of only eating when you are hungry and stopping when you're comfortably full and keep that going for three days and see if you can't reset your relationship with how much you eat and when. And understand you're gonna eat three meals a day every day for the rest of your life at least. So that's about a thousand meals a year. So you got another 500 meals this year to eat. Why cram it all in now? Why worry about what the next one is going to be? You got 500 more times to eat this year. That really changed my thinking too. 
that made me calm down to say, if I want that thing, I will be hungry again and I can choose that thing. I don't have to have it now when I'm not hungry. I can have it sometime when I'm hungry. It's such an amazing freeing feeling. Try that out. I want more Roy in my 45th year. Um, Roy is the most amazing man. He's the greatest gift. I'm so excited to marry him and I want more time with him. I want more of his heart. I want to build more memories with him. I, I want more Roy and I get more Roy for the rest of my life. I'm so excited about that. And last but not least, I want more discomfort because I'm realizing more and more and more that the things in my past that hurt me are actually things that I bless. The saying, kiss the sword that cut you. And the things that have hurt me in the past are the very things that have given me the gifts I have now that make my life rich. So I'm willing to look into the face of my 45th year and say, I'm willing to be uncomfortable. I want more discomfort. I want more uncomfortable growth. I want more discomfort because it will bring me more gifts. It will bring me more power. It will bring me more connection. It will bring me more people that I can relate to and that will relate to me. It will bring me more joy because the ultimate goal of life is more joy. Joy is the highest energy we can, we can feel. When we are whole, we are encompassed with joy. I want wholeness, I want joy, and I get that by embracing the discomfort and finding joy in it, blessing the sword that has cut me in my past and blessing anything that comes ahead in this 45th year that is hard, that is painful, that causes me discomfort. I want more discomfort so that it leads to more joy. It's all the end game is joy. The end game is joy. Joe Dispenza said, and when I was listening to him yesterday, which Joe Dispenza is fantastic, you have to, if you haven't read his books, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself or Becoming Supernatural, you must. And then I bought his online program. He's got an intensive and progressive online program. Absolutely mind-blowing. It's 20 hours of content. I've been listening for an hour and a half at a time I walk my walks. Yesterday, he said, the more whole that you are, the less pleasure you seek because you'll be connected to your internal joy because there's a big difference between joy and pleasure. Pleasure is something that we have to get from external in, impact, shopping, eating, etc., fun, partying. But joy is inside of us and we can connect to joy. And when we are whole, we can connect to that joy at any moment. And wholeness is pure joy. I want wholeness. I want pure joy. And so all of these things that I want more of in my 45th year, I believe will lead to more wholeness and more joy. I hope that something in that list resonates with you and that there's more of those things for you as well this year. And thanks for coming along with me on my 44th year. The sky's the limit in the upcoming year. I'm super excited. More joy, more all the things. Uh, Maria from bootcamp, whenever I say anything that's negative, she says, cancel, clear. And she's from New York. She goes, cancel, clear, cancel, clear. So if I said I want more discomfort to her, she'd say, cancel, clear, cancel, clear. But I don't cancel that. I don't clear that. I want more discomfort because the end result goal is more joy. So may you have more joy. And I am, uh, I'm excited for all the more to come. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast. 
I'm so excited you're here. If you want to interact with me, go ahead and send me an email, Kristen at kristensmithonline.com. Follow me on Instagram, The Kristen Experience, and make sure you share this podcast with a friend. That's all I have for you today. Have an awesome week. We'll see you next time here on Destination Begin.